Traveling the Vortex. We've joined Mr. Collins as he eats scones during a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> and it's episode number 294. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. It's uh, Patron Collins. <laughs> and then what they came, he Parsons Collins. No, that's not right. He was, a, he was a Parsons, but he kept correcting people saying Patron or something like that. I thought he kept saying Parsons. Because I, I thought it was weird because I said, like, why isn't he saying Parsons? He's a Parsons. <laughs> I swear that he said something different. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? I'm good. Pop it in. Let's find out what he said. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have a good week? <clears throat> yeah. Um, Ooh. I can't. I couldn't for the life of me remember what I did this week. I did get a movie in this week, though. So What'd you watch? That was good. Uh, Holly and Caitlin and I last night uh, uh, watched Maze Runner Scorch Trials. What'd you think? Well, have you read the second book yet? Here's the thing. <laughs> I've been putting it off because I wanted to read the book first. And Holly finally said, have we, is one of the, uh, is either, yesterday morning she says, is either the next Maze Runner movie or the next Divergent movie available for streaming on some service we already pay for so we don't have to pay for it. And I said, yeah, I think. It's amazing think, how specific they have to get now. Isn't it? I, I think something is. And I couldn't remember which one it was. So I got on HBO and I found that one and I thought, well, okay. I was holding off on both of those because I haven't read the book and I wanted to read the book before. But I thought, of the two, I think I'd rather definitely read <laughs> the Divergent one, Allegiant, uh, before and Maze Runner. So I just it was kind of the lesser of two evils. And I went, yeah, okay, we'll do Maze Runner. And it was available, so it worked. Um, it was good. It was it was really good, I, better than I expected. And I thought. It might have been being, even been slightly better than the first Maze Runner movie. I think so, too. Really? Holly and Caitlin disagreed, but they enjoyed it. Um, and then Mason and I watched, uh, I think we just watched one more episode. We've got the two, well, this is kind of set up, the th- I think it's a three-part finale. I think we still have two episodes left. This one kind of la- left on a cliffhanger. So. Mm. Of Rebels. Oh, Didn't I go. say Rebels? I don't no. think you did. Oh. I knew what you were going with. I just said Mason and you. Rebels, yeah. <laughs> so we got that done. Caitlin's birthday this week. Took her out to lunch. And that's pretty much it. I, I we've been. It's been Olympics all week, so I've been late at work. I watched, uh, I'm a little, uh, almost to the end now of season five. Uh, we, we've dealt with Maul. Of what? Of, of Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Fair yeah, bounce, fair play. <laughs> um, we've dispatched with Maul, and I just did the one where uh, the they did the bombing at the Jedi Temple, and uh, Osaka's been blamed for offing Ahsoka? the... Ahsoka? Ahsoka. <laughs> Ahsoka. O- Osaka. Osaka. He, right. just, he just uh, flips off yeah. some bowels. Padawan. Uh, <laughs> she, she's been blamed for offing the uh, the bomber, which was, that was a good episode. And we finished... Agents of Shield season three, so I Yay! am current. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I think it's fallen off a little bit from the high that we had in season two. My humble opinion. Now that I can talk about it, but still, still enjoyed it. And then we uh, we took the kids out and saw um, the Jungle Book at the cheap theater. We went to see that too. Did you really? Yeah. What'd you think? I liked it. I did too. I had issues with it, but then I did some googling and I came away with my issues okay. <laughs> I um, 
I wasn't quite sure what to expect. I just did this trailer looked pretty good. So I was like, okay, Jungle Book, you know. And uh, Katrina and I had just watched the animated Jungle Book within the last, I don't know, month or so. Um, so we went to this and, and just had a great time with it. It was a lot of fun. I also watched uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman before it dropped off Netflix. It was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's cute. Speaking of my birthday, I got a few gifts, uh, one of which from Glenn is... Were we speaking of your birthday? I did. Oh, well, happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Doctor Who FAQ. F-A-Q. <laughs> I'm used to an S, so facts. F-A-Q. <laughs> All that's left to know about the famous Time Lord in the universe. It's a book that looks I'm going like to call shenanigans on that book. <laughs> <laughs> it focuses primarily on the American success of Doctor Who, which is a fascinating angle to explore. I'm really looking forward to getting into that. And There's a got, whole chapter on the TV movie. There better be. There better be more than a chapter. <laughs> uh, and then Munchkin, Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas game, which I've never played Munchkin before, so I've always wanted to play but never knew where to jump in. Sort of feel like maybe we ought to have him play a game of Munchkin first <laughs> so we can appreciate <laughs> the dynamic of it. So. Yeah, well, I've got uh, uh, Star Munchkin. So we could... I love Star Munchkin. That was my favorite of the Munchkins. And some uh, top Doctor Who trading cards. So thank you for that, Glenn. You're welcome. Uh, other who things I got. Uh, I got the Night of the Doctor action figure. I saw the pictures online but hadn't seen one in person. They did such a good job sculpting his face. Oh, the Paul McGann The one. Paul McGann. Yeah, sorry, the Paul McGann. Okay. No, Night I, I figured that's where you're going with it, but yeah, I wanted to make sure. He looks so good. Like, I've, you've seen the other, like, Paul McGann with the long hair and the frock coat and how the face doesn't quite look right. His face is perfect. Oh, good. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, Speaking of Night of the Doctor, just an aside, and maybe we mentioned this when we talked about the Blu-ray, I saw on the specifics that we posted that Night of the Doctor Is that a included. bonus feature? Yeah, it's a bonus feature. I did feature. not know that. So now I'm really, really hoping that they <laughs> release that in uh, so Region 1. you two copies of Night of the Doctor. Yeah, well, do I have a copy of it? Is it on the, it's uh, on the Day of the Doctor? It's on Day disc? of the Doctor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I wasn't sure because I've only watched Day of the Doctor on there, I assumed, but. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I watch Night of the Doctor online because it's still on. It's still posted online. So I, whenever I get the need this to watch, this is what it, happens when you online. miss out on Friday Night Who because every time we've done Day of the Doctor, <laughs> you always, watch Night first, we, or before, or, or, or after. Or after. Okay, you know, how much time you've got? Well, and the other thing, I guess maybe since we're updating that, although we're not quite to news yet, uh, <laughs> we did find out that it is an up converted version, and I did a little digging because uh, yeah, tell your actually, story. Actually, Doctor Phil had pointed out that it was a up conversion when i was looking at the things i noticed that myself but uh i did some digging around and there's a there's a lot of i mean it's internet talk mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh in the, there's a lot of discussion that leads back to kind of the same thing which makes me believe that it's probably true apparently obviously it was shot on film but what they did is they cut it they what they do is they they would then put it on a video cassette in order to do the editing, because it's, it was easier to, to run the cassette without having to splice video and, or splice, you know, film and things like that. Must have still been pretty primitive in the <laughs> 1990s. I don't know. It seemed like it'd be pretty easy. But um, so that they, they, they were having to down convert it to 4 by 3 ratio anyway. So what they did is they, they, they put that all on tape so they, they could edit it and make it easier to edit because it was going to have to go out on video tape anyway to whoever's you know broadcasting on Fox and, and BBC. And so it sounds like that. Now, that Universal hasn't said what they've done with that original footage, but a lot of speculation and even some uh, 
pretty good authority that that all that film was scrapped because <laughs> when they were done with it, they had the the copy that they needed, and so that's why even if even if it wasn't all scrapped, you can't put little pieces back together because you'll get you know yeah. a jump in quality. So that is why it's being upconverted. However, I haven't seen any of the Blu-rays of uh, the new series from uh, series one to series four, but I've heard they they look fantastic in the upconversion, upscale conversion. So. If if they do the same thing with this, I'm sure it'll look great. It just won't be an actual high def film version. So technically, we can add Doctor Who the movie to the lost, lost episodes, episodes because <laughs> the it original, was it was in fact the, junked. The original print, <laughs> and all we have well, is VHS copies. Though. Interestingly <laughs> enough, yeah. Interestingly oh, enough, VHS all of that. all of that stuff that they're recovering his film which was not originally shot on film which is the exact opposite it was converted to film so they could sell it overseas and when they've recovered them they've recovered film and they've put them luckily they put them through a vid fire process which actually converts it back to the at least look that they have uh, as on video so it's funny that we're going the other direction <laughs> and uh they have said that right now there are no plans for a u.s release i saw According yeah, to TV shows on DVD.com. Tweet me back and answer me. <laughs> I tweeted to BBC Worldwide and BBC directly said, please, 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 release this on Region 1. Should, should we start a letter writing campaign? Yes, let's do it. We don't even need a letter writing campaign. We'll just get on one of these petition.org, <laughs> change.org, whatever. <laughs> there might already be one. Yeah, there might. We'll, we'll get started well, let's, on that. Let's, let's, let's get on that. We'll, we'll put that on the burner for this week and there see what we come up with. I'd love to be able to say, yeah, we were responsible for getting that on Blu-ray <laughs> in the States. Sorry, Unless I didn't, Zavi I didn't really mean cool to steelbook. I didn't mean to derail the oh, uh, no. conversation of what we did this week. So, <laughs> uh, I think the only major thing I, I did this week was I went to Kansas City Comic Con. Ah, How was it? It was about the same as last year. <laughs> that's unfortunate. Uh, I saw a number. They said they had over 10,000 people oh, show that's up. Good. Oh, that's I, good. It I don't know if that's a success I'm, for them or not. I'm so used to Planet Comic Con that it seems so small in comparison. I mean, it's still not fully taking up the f- first year that Planet Comic Con was in that same amount of space because they're not extended beyond where they were that first year. And they're still not quite using this space. It's more spacious, so that's kind of nice. But there's all I don't know if that's why it felt like there was less people. But we did b- bump into Kirk and Kelly, so it was oh. great to see them. I got some James Han- James Hans uh, prints. I say, did you get a, a, an autograph or two? Or no autographs. A, no autographs. Since uh, Julian Glover had to cancel, and there wasn't anyone I wanted an autograph from, so I and I had forgotten James Hans was there. Uh, the only the main reason why we went was Mike wanted to go, Sarah's brother, and Audie was going to go too, but he decided last minute that he wanted to play with the kids next door instead. <laughs> so ought to be young. Yeah. <laughs> so we still went up because Mike's uh, been collecting the Star Wars pop figures. Um, so he likes to go hunt for those. And Is that where you found your Flash Gordons? No, actually, I got those for my birthday from my dad. Oh. Yeah. So they're here in town somewhere. <laughs> uh, he might have got them from Amazon. Okay. Because <laughs> they were on my wish list. <laughs> but I did get we did get three James Hans, uh, Wookiee the Chew, uh, Chewy the Wook. It's Wookiee the Chew, I Wookie think. The I think you're yeah. right. Yeah. Wookiee the Chew Prince. If you haven't seen those, uh, I posted it to my Instagram and my Facebook. It's adorable. It's a mashup of Winnie the Pooh and 
Han and Chewie. Uh, it's, it's just really adorable. And he had some really good Doctor Who stuff that I was tempted by, but my love of Star Wars and Winnie the Pooh won out. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do anything else, Sean? I kind of hijacked your... No, 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 you're fine. Uh, that was pretty much all... all well, we went to Schlitterbahn today um, and got sunburned. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we move on to news? Let's move on to news. <laughs> you got it right this week. Did you hear the Doctor Who, the movie's coming out on Blu-ray? <laughs> <laughs> but not here. Uh, and not on film. <laughs> <laughs> Time Eddie has announced that Mark Strickson, unfort- Strickson has unfortunately had to cancel his appearance at the convention this year. Uh, he really hopes to be able to make it next year. Um, and all in addition, Nabil Shaban will no longer be able to make it this year. Um, that He played Sill in, the cla- in two stories from the classic series. Uh, but as a replacement, they have added Waris Hussein, the director of the very first story of Doctor Who. Hey. Super excited by this. Yes. yes. That's very exciting. Uh, if you're now, if you haven't yet, go get your tickets and you can get a discount uh, by entering the code Vortex in your cart. There's also a discount that you can get on the Lethbridge-Stewart line until the end of September. Type in Epic LS30 and you can get, you can use that on any Lethbridge-Stewart title on the Candy Jar website. That's all one word? All one word. All one word. And you get 30% off. 30% off? That's a heck of a deal. Yeah. So if you haven't yet picked those up, now's the time. And that goes till... the End of September. Okay. And then the Vortex code goes till September 1st for Time Eddie tickets, right? Let me double check that. Pretty sure that's what he said. So we're bringing you the discounts. That's right. Because we're awesome. That's right. (laughs) Yep, until the 1st of September. And we want to thank our friends at Candy Jar Books for extending that uh, code to get discounts for our listeners. We also want to thank uh, Time Eddie for extending their discount code uh, for our listeners as well. Absolutely. That's it for news. Can we move on to feedback? We can, but we don't have any. <laughs> you, remember, you can send us feedback by, at feedback at Traveling the Vortex. In case you forgot. <laughs> If that's why you haven't sent it in, now now you have no excuse. It's because we're reviewing stuff that's not Doctor Who. <laughs> we're uh, almost done, folks. We're almost done. I I got a little birdie that we might be getting some next week for the Macro Terror. Oh. Ooh. Uh, so, no pressure there, Kirk. Did the, did the, did the little birdie <laughs> tweet at you? Nope. Oh. <laughs> Told him in person, apparently. Told me in person. <laughs> Uh, also on our website, send us feedback. And then, of course, reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter, at Travel Vortex on Twitter, Traveling the Vortex on Facebook. All right, well, let's move on to what we came here to talk about this week. And, uh, Sorry, I guess you that's, need that. That's uh, this need month's that. Beyond the Doctor. Pride and prejudice and zombies. A zombie outbreak has fallen upon the land in this room. In this reimagining of Jane Austen's classic tale of the tangled relationships between lovers from different social classes in 19th century England, feisty heroine Elizabeth Bennet is a master of martial arts and weaponry, and the handsome Mr. Darcy is a fierce zombie killer, yet the epitome of upper-class prejudice. 
As the zombie outbreak intensifies, they must swallow their pride and join forces on the blood-soaked battlefield in order to conquer the undead once and for all. That's a terrible prescription, but okay. <laughs> prescription? Prescription. <laughs> you shouldn't take this for stuff, Sean. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> I'd, I'd give it about that much, dun-dun-dun. Yeah. It was... I'll okay, be, here, I'll, we, here I'll, we go. I'll, I'll fess up. <laughs> I was even a champion of putting this on the schedule, but it was because I knew there was some Matt Smith in this. And you guys had brought it up, and Keith seemed anxious to see it. And so I was going to see like, it no matter what. Yeah, put this on the schedule. But in the back of my mind, I kept going, I, I'm sure I'm not going to like this. Because <laughs> this is, I mean, come on. And uh, so I probably never would have watched this on my own. But now having seen it, it was a fun movie. I, I, in fact, I got to the end of it, and I, I, I got to the end of it, and I thought, wow, okay, that, that kind of hit all the nice notes, and it, it didn't hit. Here's what's brilliant about it, is it still keeps all of the charm of the 19th, 19th century, all of that charm, all of the, the reality of it, all of the language of it, all of the... Pride and prejudiceness. Of it. Yeah, all of the pride and prejudiceness of it, <laughs> but it puts zombies in the in into the mix. But what it doesn't do is it doesn't just slam zombies in to make it, it a zombie the story. Film. To they make rework it work. the story and it works. And I got done with this thing and I thought, wow, that was a, a surprising treat. And so I went off to the internet and go, surely people liked this. It's got a forty-seven percent Rotten Tomato rating. On it. I didn't go check there, and that I think that's the the that's not even the critic score score. I don't think maybe that was the critic score, but the the uh, user score isn't any much better. And I thought, why do people not lie? I didn't read any of the reviews because I thought I'd just get depressed. But <laughs> you know, why didn't people? Get, I mean, I thought it was at least a fifty-fifty film. I give it a little higher, but I I thought at least it would have come in at fifty percent. But no, I mean it's just under fifty percent. But was it was an okay film it was and it only grossed it, 10 10 million and it cost 28 million to make uh, so that end bit setting up a sequel uh, i i i actually am pleased i don't want to, i don't I, want to well sequel. because it, that was the one thing it didn't do is it didn't end like a zombie film for me and i went oh that's that's Where's the all hope is lost ending? Oh, there it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Take care of it. <laughs> so I was actually grateful that they did that. And I know that that was a coy way to set up a sequel, but I didn't I didn't want one. And yeah. I thought, oh, no, 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 this works both ways. They could they could, could make a sequel out of it, and maybe I'd watch it. But, uh, yeah, the 47% need to be. is the f- audience score. That's the audience source. The so critics, the critics had a 42. 42. I knew they were both in the 40s, so... Um, yeah, what do you guys think? I mean, <laughs> of the movie overall, not not we'll we'll, we'll drill down to it. Matt Smith, who's so, the best part of this. I have movie, a bit of a I confession. Think. I've never seen or read Pride and Prejudice. Same confession. I feel like I don't need to now because I've seen this. <laughs> uh, She's got a lot of pride. He's very prejudiced, and they overcome that to fall in love. You know, I, ironically, that they talk about a reimagining, and then it really is. Now, I have never read Pride and Prejudice. I think Holly had she's she's read it several times. Um, I, but I saw the movie with Kira Knightley. Okay. And it, it really... I mentioned to Sarah when, should we watch that? And she said, no, we have to watch the Colin Firth version. And I said, that's uh, five and a half hours. Yeah, I'm not watching uh, that. <laughs> uh, it, it, uh, it, it really, it does parallel the story. 
it, it does hit the same beats and uh the, the the storytelling is essentially the same the same trappings and things like yeah. that so. yeah it's, okay, it's, so it's, it's, it's the same ideas here, here's to add to your confession i've tried to read <laughs> I, I i haven't tried reading it knowing i wouldn't be able to get through it i it's jane austen it's a classic according to clara she's a great kisser i should okay i'm gonna give this a shot actually this was well before clara said anything about her i cannot get into it i tried and tried and tried and tried i could not I, you know just just a little bit a friend of mine gave me the book pride and prejudice and zombies just thinking it would be something that i would be into not in any way correlated to anything and i went oh okay and i read it mostly <laughs> Meaning you didn't finish it? Or? Meaning apparently I didn't finish it. Because as I was watching this, I went, okay, I remember this. Okay, here's this part. The scene where she has the conversation with uh, uh, the, the dude in the garden, when they when they go off to meet Lady Catherine. Oh, And yeah. uh, Bingham or whatever his name is. and she has it. All the way up to that, I remembered. Nothing after that was familiar. So I think that's about where I finally petered out and went, I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Even the addition of zombies does not make this palatable to me. I'm sorry. I'm sure that there's uh, there's a reason it's considered great literature. I don't get it. Um, I think you then regifted the book to me. I might have. And, and you're down in some downsizing, and I haven't read it either. <laughs> it's on my shelf. <laughs> and Sarah has a copy of Pride and Prejudice, but she hasn't read that either. <laughs> Let me know if you ever get to it. So, yeah, well, if, I, I try. If we do a book club, Holly could probably lead it. Because, like I say, she's read it probably <laughs> at least four times. She loves Pride and Prejudice. Huh. It's one of her favorite Jane Austens. I just don't get it. <laughs> I, I, Is Sense and Sensibility uh, Jane Austen, too? Or is that a Bronte? Uh, let me check. The guy that reimagined this. Is doing a Sense and Sensibility Bron- zombie? Sense and Sensibility and, and Sea Monsters. monsters. <gasps> No. That is yes. a Jane Austen. It's a book. It's not a movie. It needs to be a movie. <laughs> I know. Well, well it should had, because had yeah, unfortunately, better, maybe. That, that's just it. They shouldn't have done. A, they shouldn't have never even decided they were going to do a sequel to this. They should have said, "Then we're going to do Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters." <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it's still in the pipe. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. Not not losing that much money on this one. I just I I, I kept reading it and kept reading it kept reading it going. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> you guys should really just get over this and and hook up. This unrequited love thing where you just, like, yeah, but he, he's he's prideful and she's or vice versa. It's like I don't care. I just don't care. That's what I liked about the movie, though, is it's still there. I like that storyline in the movie. Yeah, well, oh. maybe that was it. Maybe honestly, maybe it's the problem. Maybe I need to go and watch Pride and Prejudice now. Because to appreciate those bits, maybe those maybe were my least favorite bits of the movie too. But maybe it's just that maybe it's if I see it visually because I didn't mind it, even knowing what was going on, just the look or the this and the, you know that they would put it. Maybe it just makes it more of a visual story for me. I could that, be. That, that that would help things immensely. Part of me <laughs> was thinking during all those scenes. It's the zombie apocalypse. Shouldn't you be worried about more important things like your dad says to be worried about? Charles Dance is right here. Frequently, Charles Dance is right. Um, I remember when Bingham's going, you know, when he's he's laying out the mathematics of it. P 
people cannot procreate as quickly as zombies. <laughs> yeah. End of story. By the time you have, you know, nine months to make a baby and 18 months to grow a soldier, or 18 years to grow a soldier, zombies done it in one bite. Wickham. Wickham. Not Bingham. Wickham. So, you know, and I'm going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have time for all of this gallantry and chivalry and... <laughs> Martial law, guys, you need to be making babies. That's where we're at at this point. <laughs> but that can't be Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, then, yeah. without that element to it. So I understood the need for it there, but I had to push that part of my brain and tell it to shut up. That No, we need that because it's a mashup. Now, having said all of that, one of the problems that I had trying to read the book is I really felt like there just simply weren't enough zombies in the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I really felt like the book just, it did a couple of moments, but it was still mostly Pride and Prejudice. I liked the movie better than what I remember reading from the book. There's a lot of zombies in this. There were a lot of zombies in it, and it kept things entertaining, but didn't, as you pointed out, Glenn, didn't feel shoehorned in. Right. Didn't feel like it was there just because, well, we haven't blown anything up or killed anybody in 15 minutes. There there was some bits that felt that way to me. Um, some of the exposition while they were fighting for no reason, I mean, a training or whatever, felt like it was, well, we need some sort of action instead of two people talking to each other. And, it, and while as enjoyable as the uh, Liz and Darcy fight was when they were having their big knockdown fight, it still felt like, well, we haven't had action in a while. We better put something in here. See, I'll tell you. It, I, it, they, they put, they've chose a good place for motivations. I disagree because I think that... It was very needed to convince me that these girls were warriors. That these girls the grew up as warriors. The training bit, I was able to excuse it. Even more. even the fight, because in, I'm convinced she's in a warrior. By pride that point. in pre- prejudice, though, they they have very heated arguments, very heated discussions. But when you've got two Fighter. zombie fighting warriors, then you add that element in. And I thought it. I thought it was very natural, very organic. That it. Yeah, it worked there for me. I thought. This is, it, on every level, shouldn't for me, but it did. <laughs> Everything worked. And I was like, I was quite surprised. I, I really went into this movie going, I know I'm going to hate this, but i got to watch it to review it. And I really got to the end, and I thought, that was quite enjoyable. What? what, <laughs> what? They did it right. They did everything about it right. Here, here's the other thing. and we, We've talked about how I'm real sensitive to the hyperviolence, and I didn't used to be, but I am now. It's not, it's, it's couched in... Not gratuitous violence. It's no. couched in necessary violence. And I think what helps a little bit is the fact that they shot for the PG-13 rating. And I don't know if there's an R-rated version out there. I watched the PG-13. This is the PG-13. But they went for the PG-13 rating. I didn't realize that. And that worked because while they did everything they needed to to stop zombies, you didn't have to have the Quentin Tarantino blood flying everywhere. And yeah. that worked. So, for example, very rarely you did see the two, two or three actual heads kind of just disappear and, and explode. And you notice there's not a lot of blood. So quick, it's yeah. just gone. The head's gone. Which, and it makes sense when it's a zombie because they're zombies. The blood's not flowing anyways. So anytime there's a zombie film where there's gratuitous blood, it always seems excessive to me and doesn't make sense. I hadn't thought of that, Keith, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm okay with Zack Snyder's... Uh, Dawn of the Dead also, because he gave a good rationale of, they don't have feeling in their legs, so why wouldn't they run? Right, right. That's true. Anyway, sorry, what were you going to say? No, no, I, 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 this, this 
fixed a lot of the book for me, and I guess in that regard, that I felt that there, there were there was the right amount of zombies. And I, I agree with you. I, the first one, when the head, for, the first head that explodes and just goes pow, and I, I kind of thought, oh, okay, we're going for that. But then later, as it progressed, I realized I didn't even know this was rated PG thirteen. But about the midway point, I began to feel. This is probably a PG thirteen rating because it's not as you don't see most of the violence. It's yeah, an off screen it, well, violence. And and there's still violence, but there's no gore. Exactly. So, yeah, and I, yeah, well, yeah. there is some gore. There is some gore. Let's well, give it, let's give it credit where credits due. Nose melting. And, well, yeah. I mean, even just the, the look the of some of them and missing and, eyes and things like that. But you can have a certain amount of gore as long as you're not shoving it in the viewer's face. As long as you're not getting gratuitous and yeah. with it, that's and that's the problem with a lot of films now. Is filmmakers feel like they've got to add some sort of shock value or some sort of they just have to go really gratuitous with things, and you don't have to to do a great compelling action or horror or. And a lot of the times, they were doing just as much chopping up zombies' heads, chopping off zombies' heads, doing all that. Without having to show it, and yeah. it still was just as effective. It was just a and sound it effect, was, and it was off camera. Can, yeah. could do that. Films would be able to not have to go to the level that they go to. I know some people like that. I'm not not faulting anybody for that, but I think that some of the, I think the reason why some of the hyper violent films don't do well is because you're reaching a smaller audience mm. than if you do it this way and go for a larger audience, which yeah. obviously it still didn't do well. But well I don't think I don't that has anything people, to do with the violence. I don't know what people so. didn't like about it. <laughs> I, like I said, I haven't read any of the reviews yet. I probably will eventually. But Just out of curiosity, did Holly watch this with you? No, no. 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 I watched this after she went to bed. I, 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 even, I think probably now that I have watched it and thought, okay, this wasn't bad, she might appreciate it for the fact that they, as I did, they they tried. They they, they, they paralleled the story, and so she might. But she, I think, she'll be put off by it because of her love for Pride and Prejudice. Oh. I think she'll be put off by dropping the zombie aspect, in, <laughs> which maybe is what the review problem is. That, that could be. I, mean, I wonder if a lot of the review, maybe not the review problem, but the box office problem was people saw the trailers and thought that looks ridiculous, and just didn't go see it. I, for the life of me, cannot remember seeing a trailer to this. Maybe that helped. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't. I can't for the life of me remember seeing it. What's sad is I watched uh, last year around comic San Diego Comic-Con, I watched their panel, and I don't think I finished it because no, nobody on the panel, even Matt Smith was on the panel, and they, they kind of had some fun on it, but they were just kind of like, mm, yeah, we made this movie. <laughs> so maybe that was some of it the people yeah. being working on it weren't as enthused about it as they should have been it was kind of cool seeing uh, Cersei and Tyrion Lannister uh, show up <laughs> and be good guys in a film yeah <laughs> so um, d- 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 I'm gonna I, I, I finished the movie and I thought to myself I think this is maybe in the same neighborhood maybe a notch below but close to Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I was going to say the same thing. It's not as enjoyable, but it's around. The, it's in the same ballpark. That's, that's okay. There's just no, I, I don't know if it's the Pride and Prejudice aspect of it, but I didn't have as much fun watching it. It might be a probably better story than Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, but my enjoyment level wasn't as high. And I came to this show tonight thinking to myself, I'll bet Keith really liked this, and I'll bet Glenn didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pleased beyond pleased that you had some fun with this because that gives me hope that 
maybe there's some other things out there you might like. <laughs> well, Abraham this Lincoln. this <laughs> this did pique my interest in Abraham Lincoln. Yes, sound, uh, vampire hunter. Now, if it, the, the, I think the problem is now. I'll go into that with expectations of if it's as a well balanced story as this. I'll be fine with it. I'm afraid it won't be. It'll be the gratuitous violence. It is, it it'll is, be it is the, a little more hyper It'll be the, we feel like we just shoved vampires into history for no uh, reason at all. I don't think that, I, didn't, I never thought that felt shoved in there either. They at least justified them. And just, and, and just to go on record, you should not raise your expectations for that film. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> have no, them at the same level you have for these. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll keep it. It's a fun movie. And yes, I think you should watch it. But it is not, you know, we're not talking Shawshank Redemption here. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It, it is a different it. director. So just so you know. Yeah. Ooh, Shawshank Redemption and zombies. <laughs> One of the things that's I just was, it. I don't think you could do that. You, we've done no, vampires. We've done zombies. Let's see. Let's see. Sea, sea monsters. monsters. I mean, really. I if you're going to stick with the doing this kind of genre, was hi, it the same author who did historical fantasy? Uh, yes, Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter. No, that is. I if think, we're going to, but if we're going to stay with that being a genre now of historical fantasy, because this is historical fiction, this is a historical fantasy. If you're going to do historical fantasy, then let's let's let. Change it up. I mean, I, I don't. If we run around and put zombies and everything, then, then that's going to cheapen every every bit of that movie. If we go around throwing vampires and everything, it's going to cheapen every bit of that movie. And I mean historical context. I don't mean. I mean, there's um, every time you throw a rock, there's a vampire story yeah. at the end of it but, <laughs> when it falls. But um, the uh, but the, the, if you're going to do this this as a genre, then then. Just keep mixing up the monsters. Keep mixing up the bad guys. Keep mixing up the fantasy element of it. It was the same guy that wrote, wrote the book? Abraham. Yeah, bookwise. Uh-huh. Really? Well, yeah, he wrote Abraham Lincoln Vampire. Then, you know what? He I just I, I, my encouragement's gone even up, even more. Another notch higher now for to see uh, uh, the vampire movie. <laughs> 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 I just it just went up a slight notch more to to see that. So. I believe coming he did, soon a special side trip where we break did, Glenn's five year moratorium on not watching <laughs> that movie. He did Pride and Prejudice and Zombies first, and then he did Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. And then he did The Sea Monster. I don't know if he did The Sea oh, Monster. Maybe he did, really? I, I know that there is a book. I thought it was there the same is a author. Book. It is a different author. It's a different author, okay. So the publisher apparently was behind that going, well, now that we've had this, we need, uh, we need more Jane Austen. Yeah, but I don't think they did any more after that. I don't think so either. So, I'll bet the second one didn't sell as well. Probably. It's all about money. <laughs> but he, well, he did write uh, the Sense and Sensibility Sea Monsters. Wrote a numerous book in the worst case scenario. Have you seen those books? Mm. Where it's a survivor's guide for the worst case scenario. They're really funny. <gasps> I have one of those. I got one in um, Loot Crate one time. Yeah, so he wrote a couple of those. Okay. The guy that wrote Sea Monsters, not no, this guy. Yeah. What is this guy's name? We Seth probably... Graham Smith. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> he has continued the trend. Unholy Night depicts Balthazar, Gaspar, and Malachor, the Magi of the popular tradition, as criminals who un- ultimately visit the infant genius. G- genius. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and other people uh, appear as supporting characters. So it's kind of similar, but a different twist. Not as 
monsters, but not, a, not as fantastical. See, I like the way they're portrayed in uh, Lamb. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's 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 get to let's the go back to the let's, 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 talk, well, let's talk about Matt Smith. Well, before we Wait, get there, before oh, we, still, we get okay, there, we're still, we're still, I, okay. I did anybody go? 20 minutes into this going, oh, no. Yes. Matt Smith's not in this much. I, yeah. I, he, he's he's on the cover. Like, you know. I, I tell but, you, got but worried, But I saw the though. credits, and I saw with Matt Smith. Yeah. And I got then worried with Charles there. Dance. I'm like, oh, no. I got worried. I thought, oh, no. It, it, Matt Smith, fortunately, was in it much more than Charles Dance was in it. Yeah. I missed Lena Headley in the credits. I didn't see that either. And it wasn't until I saw this guy with the black eye patch, and I went, <laughs> she looks familiar, and then she started talking, and, you, and I still couldn't couldn't tell. And then she started talking, and I was like, "It's so weird to hear what, see her with her natural hair color." <laughs> <laughs> is that seriously? And I listened a little longer, and then pretty soon the face started taking familiarity, and I went, "It is her." <laughs> I saw her name in the credits. I, I kept waiting for Jamie to show up. Oh, it's there on the cover too. Oh, sure enough, yeah. Well, Charles dances. I I rented this online, so I didn't see it. Yeah, the cover of it. Yeah, twenty minutes in, no Matt Smith. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> now Glenn's really mad. <laughs> <laughs> but then Matt uh, Smith showed up, and it kind of became the Parson Collins show. For he stole good, he every single scene he was in. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he he steals <clears throat> a good chunk of the center of the film. Yes, for the most part, but he did, he is still seen. See, he's not in as much later. No, but he is still, he's still seen, seen stealing yeah. each time that he's there. Yeah, <laughs> like the wedding. Yeah, <laughs> the wedding. He's the comic relief of this movie. And the interesting thing is, he, he's a little his character when he's first introduced. He shows up for dinner, and it's a it's his character is a little unnerving at first because. I didn't recall the Parsons character right away in the version I had seen of Pride and Prejudice. Mm. And it wasn't until he started trying to court uh, Liz, Lizzie, Elizabeth, that uh, that I went, oh, wait, that's that character. Because it's quite different <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the movie. Um, but it wasn't until then that I pieced together, okay, this is who this guy is. And once I got past who he was supposed to be, then his quirkiness started coming out. I was like, oh, gosh, no, this is really, really fun. <laughs> I really like this guy. I, I don't know if it's because it was Matt Smith, but as soon as he showed up and started talking about wanting to court somebody, I just could not take him seriously. <laughs> I don't know if that was just the acting well, choice or if that was because it's Matt it Smith. It was almost the moments that Matt Smith is awkward as the doctor. Yeah, it was all of those moments all strung together. <laughs> it, 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 you, you even saw him trying to keep down the hand movements. Yes, <laughs> trying to trying to almost clasp his hands and keep them from doing the waving that he normally does as the doctor. Right. right. It, 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 don't get me wrong, a lot of fun, and Matt Smith's probably the best thing in this movie. I would agree. He, 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 I would he's, agree. he's phenomenal. He's well, really, really great. I, I tell you, but it's not a great stretch of acting. No, it's, no, not. it's, not. it's, it's no, Matt it's not. Smith it's not. not being the doctor. Of course, he's it's going to be, to be the, himself. Yeah, it's uh, Matt Smith's going to show up, and he's going to be foppish and awkward, and yeah, <laughs> well, he was very foppish and, and very awkward. And, and his foppish and awkwardness just grows exponentially. The, it does. It continues to <laughs> gets to that dance, and it's oh man, that's almost a train wreck like to watch. He, when he shows up for dinner, and he's—I'll be honest, my my—he's got his eye on the older sister first. Yeah. 
Well, my attention may have flagged for just a moment. Like, I may have started to close my eyes for just a second. And then he showed up and started to talk. And I snapped open because I recognized him instantly. And then I went, oh, he's that character. <laughs> Having read this part of the right, book, right. I've read up to this point, and I went, well, of course he's going to play that character. <laughs> Who else would he have played? So he goes from that awkwardness to the let's go traipse off through the woods and the, the, the trap with the carriage overturned and the women are protecting him. <laughs> and he's just Matt Smith. He's <laughs> just... He, you know, I, I didn't know that zombies had the acuity to be able to set traps like that. And then off he goes. <laughs> just... Well, it's, it's, it's a good And then he gets the great uh, zombie aristocrat line, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's... well, next he'll be running for Parliament. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> well, the, 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 the... back to the developing of the story, the, the, those, those comments seed the... Uh, movie along too yeah it I mean, does. just because you're you realize that there's more oh, there's going something on more, we don't yeah. have just dumb zombies that are going around just looking for brains they're getting yeah. smart they're getting and that was one of the things they're really, getting da- they're getting really dangerous yeah that's yeah. one of the things i really liked about the movie overall was that aspect of yeah. it well and and that and the fact that they this is the first time i've ever seen zombies done in the uh revelation the biblical revelation element yeah. of the the four yeah. horsemen um what's what was the guy's name that was Helping him, uh, the bad guy, the main guy, Wickham. Wickham, Wickham, yes. Wickham as the Antichrist. I mean, that just the the parallels to that storytelling too is very cleverly done. But yes, no, Matt Smith. Wow, <laughs> just and when when he first when he did first show up, I started taking him seriously. It was the moment when you're supposed to take him seriously. It's the first. moment they where work he into that quirkiness. Really he well. realizes, oh, that's not the one I want. Oh. All right, and does the transition? <laughs> are, are you sure she's not available? Like, <laughs> uh, she's engaged. I'm afraid she's spoken for. Oh, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> well, she is almost as fair. <laughs> well, I like how Charles, Charles Dan- when the girls are looking through the peephole into the room where he's standing in there waiting to be to be brought in, and the girls are, are chittering and laughing and giggling and stuff, and Charles Dan says. And that's the man that when I'm gone is he's 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 looking over the merchandise because this is the man when I'm gone he's going to be the heir because yeah. the, the the line has to have a male heir and this is going to be it. <laughs> he, he, he's oh, the wow. one that will throw all of you out. Yes, yeah, he, <laughs> he's going to be the one that throws you out. Charles Dance was wonderful too. Just as a side note, I mean, yeah, he was. <laughs> he's Charles Dance, but I mean, he was just. Um, and then when he's sitting there and. He's trying the uh, wicked, or wicked, or is trying to give the the antichrist spiel. <laughs> he's just commenting while he's eating the entire. Time. <laughs> oh, at the table with Cersei. I can't yes. remember the lady's name. Lady Lady uh, Catherine. Lady Catherine. Catherine. <laughs> he's just constantly stuffing his face the well, entire time. Locust, yeah, sure. Because Lizzie has gotten him into a, yeah. a, an audience with her, which I thought was cleverly done too. I'll go under one condition. <laughs> then you find out the condition is that he gets to come. Watching him during that dinner scene, he's so... I can't say slimy necessarily because that kind well, of implies a He does come a across a little bit slimy well, because he has that last line that's to be taken seriously. Yeah, but I, he, he, he just... Anything that Lady Catherine says, he hangs on and, and agrees with just agrees and with. And he, he's very yes man, very, you know, 
and then anything that Wickham says, he undercuts and like, oh yeah, don't be preposterous, don't be this, don't be this, and well, it's obviously it's the revelation of the blah blah blah, and he's just, and you you want to go, wow, you're just so you're just so slimy and oily in this, but that almost implies that there's a backbone to his character, <laughs> and there isn't one. <laughs> so I was kind of confused by what why he was there. Is that his aunt too? Because they talked about. When they were in in the village and they first meet Wickham, and they're going to see somebody, who was who was that? Because they were going to take what's her face and to make sure she was to be okay. He, I think the line was 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 dropped because they don't remember them actually hearing in the movie. In the book, he is a new parsonage, uh, paper, mm-hmm. whatever the 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 what's the term for when a new he's, parson he's, he's arrives. A, uh-huh. The the, the take over the parish or well the yeah he'd be the new parsons for the for the parish parsonage is where they live uh well okay his parsonage where he lives yeah his property butts up against lady Catherine's. yes yes. so he only really knows her by proxy okay so he was actually going to go visit his aunt to get the approval or his mother or whoever that's how i understand okay different, different people but because he is the new parsons and because he lives next door to lady Catherine, lady Catherine extended him the courtesy of you should come around to tea sometime and because he is who he is, he immediately took her up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, oh, how's later this afternoon? <laughs> you know? pa- patron Collins is what he kept correcting everybody. It is patron. Yeah, it is patron. Even though he is a parson. Well, yes, because parson is the title. Patron because he's a father. Oh. The equivalent of a father. He's not. Okay. A pr- he's a priest, but he's not a Catholic priest. So he's a he's a patron. That would be basically head of the parsonage or head of the parish. I knew, I knew, because they kept saying he was the Parsons. They kept calling him that he was saying that yeah. was his title, or that was his position. But he kept correcting people to say patron Collins when they'd say Mr. Collins. It's patron Collins. Yeah, that's right. And his line of, oh, fuddle. <laughs> <laughs> he had a lot of great little, and I can't remember what they all were, but that was yeah. one of them. But he had a lot of great little... Did you happen to notice this bonus feature? Yes, I watched it. Did you watch it? it? Yeah. Is it good? I didn't yeah, see it it's, on there. It's great. It's it's mostly him eating. <laughs> you want to let everybody else in? It, the, the, the bonus feature is called Mr. Collins Line-O-Rama. <laughs> Did they just string all the lines together? And yeah, it's some lines? that were deleted, too. Oh. So it's even better. Uh, and alternate takes of I some of the lines. I, so I don't think, after I think we my, get done recording, we'll have to go pop this in okay, and watch good, it. Yeah, because it's my, uh, definitely worth watching. I think my uh, rental has run out now. So I thought it was the gag reel at first, and I was kind of disappointed. And then I realized, oh, wait, no, it's probably there. Because <laughs> I remember hearing about it when the DVD was coming out and watched a clip of it. And this is even better. <laughs> this is even longer and better. <laughs> Was there anything else to say about the film or Matt Smith's performance in Within? The film is worth watching. The film is worth watching for Matt Smith. I can think. Yes. I'm very yeah. pleased that we have a Beyond the Doctor that definitively showcases why we wanted to do Beyond <laughs> the Doctors. It didn't really show us him show stretching his acting his range, but, but uh, neither would have. Uh, well, yeah, unfortunately, he's hardly in... Uh, Terminator Genesis. Mm. And he's hardly in Lost River. And he's hardly in Lost River. So, yeah. And Womb is too disturbing to watch a second time. (laughs) I still want to see that. (laughs) And from what I remember, he's not in that a lot either. Yeah, so. 
He kind of books bookends it. Eventually, he'll get something, I suppose, that'll <laughs> showcase his acting. We will. The Crown. Oh, right, yes. Which looks phenomenal, and I'm not a fan yeah. of that sort of thing. So, yeah. do you know about that? I know that. It's about Queen Elizabeth II, right? The current queen? Yes. And her kind of rise to power. Yes. And he, it's, he plays... Hold on. Okay, forgive me. First of all, forgive me, all of our English listeners, for my stupidity and not knowing this kind of thing. Being that Queen Elizabeth is a queen so it's her she was in line somewhere for the throne right right because it was her father father became king because his brother abdicated the throne his her father's her uncle was the heir in the line and i forget the king's name but her father who was king colin firth yeah her father who was king (laughs) uh help me out keith do you remember king king Edward. Edward? Yeah. Edward. Edward. Edward's a good was bet. father. He did not he did not sire a son, but at some point I don't know if it took a parliamentary King George. King George. Okay. George yeah, would have been George, a second, George. second bet. And because he didn't sire any male heirs, there's something in along the line they changed that so that women could so take, the women could take, take the throne. Over. Right. And so that's actually why her husband is not King uh, Edward. Her husband's Edward, right? Right. He, I he's not so. King Edward. He's Prince Edward because he can't. He does. He cannot be have. He cannot hold the title of king. Now, when Prince Charles, her son, when she passes, when Prince Charles takes the the throne and takes the crown, he will become King Charles, the whatever number he is. So, so that's how that works out. But she was. So Basically, is there really a rise to power so, well, the, at this point? In, in, a, in, a, in, in a sense, because they're fighting... Well, I just have to watch the trailer, because it's not out yet, so I can't really stay yeah. okay. for certain. It's probably the... The, the, the uh, getting the... Getting the... Switching yeah. to a woman being able to be a power. Now, I, plays, again, uh, we've, we've had queens before. We right. had... The first Queen Elizabeth was a queen. Queen yeah. uh, Mary Queen of Scots. So that that all had been changed in the, in the lineage and at it, some point prior to her. The trailer but, makes it look like it's a lot of her trying to find her legs as queen struggling to be to oh, be the okay. queen and, yeah. you ought and to be you because know. well there's a, the is the crown the one where it's it about the night that she sneaks there's another movie i think also coming out that it's about the night that she, there's this um sort of quasi legend that she snuck out one night and went partying with her sister or her cousin or something and it's this notorious story about her that i i know very little about so i shouldn't be talking but there's a movie that is centered around that and that night as well uh, of her going out sneaking out of buckingham palace and she's not supposed to she's supposed to you know stay there be guarded at all times whenever she goes out there's, i don't there's I, that might protocols. be included in that but i think this, this i think is this is a scoop. movie i think this yeah. is a movie it's in a itself, series but, it's know. 10 episodes on yeah Netflix. okay yeah and uh, anyway, Matt Smith is playing Philip. Yeah. Okay. All right. Her husband then. Yeah. Okay. Prince Philip. So it, it's, it follows a 25-year-old newlywed faced with the daunting prospect of leading the world's most famous monarchy while forging relationships with legendary Prime Minister Winston Churchill, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay. It looks really good, yeah, it sounds and not just because Matt Smith's in it. It sounds fascinating. <laughs> not to mention it. Well, it's still historical fiction. It will. It sort of helps you understand the lineage. I think that's one of the yeah. things I got out of the the, uh, 
King's Speech was I had to keep asking the, Sarah how that works. Understanding the fact, because I can't remember the brother's name that was originally. Was that George? I'm trying to find. Well, who was her father was? Her, her father, her was, father George. was George. So his brother, who advocated, the reason he advocated the throne, basically, is because he had fallen in love with an American woman, and he, he couldn't marry her as king. So he basically gave up the throne for her. Are they still together? Who? Edward, the American woman. Edward it was the brother. Dead. I think they've passed. But they, 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 they were together. I don't know if they lived happily ever after or not. I don't know. It didn't go on I'd be, beyond. That's that. a movie I would yeah. want to see. <laughs> did, did it work out? <laughs> did you give up the crown? For, there were other. He didn't. He never wanted to. I mean, from the impression you get, he never wanted yeah, he to be king no. either. And he just it was thrust upon him. He was. He knew that the problem was George would have made a better king, and he knew it. But the problem was George couldn't. Talk. He couldn't right. speak correctly, and so everybody also feared that he would not come across as a good king because he had this speech impediment. And so, and Edward was a bit more of a partier. I, the impression I got yes, from yes, yeah. yes, 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 the oh, king's yeah. speech. Oh yeah, <laughs> very <laughs> much so movie. from that movie. It was yeah. a good movie. I really liked it. So yeah. Anyway, we have completely diverged, <laughs> but we are going to uh, steer right back and say, uh, I think we've all given at least two thumbs up. Yes. Yes. Maybe not as enthusiastic, but you have two thumbs up for this film. That's fine. And Matt's portrayal. Sean, what we got come up on the schedule? Well, coming up on the schedule next week for Friday Night Who, which of course is our weekly Doctor Who uh, tweet along. Uh, you can join us every Friday at midnight, and we are going to do Gridlock with David Tennant, um, which is uh, the little kickoff for our Lost in Time discussion on the Macra Terror. Which we will be reviewing uh, the following week and uh, covering uh, the novelization and the audio recon. No, no we're going to do the loose, constru- loose canon uh, video reconstruction. The video reconstruction. Even if it's just still pictures, audio. it's still a video. <laughs> um, it's visual. And that'll the pictures don't move, but it's visual. <laughs> it's a flip book. Then we will, uh, that's, that's part of our uh, adversary archive on the macro. So that is next week, and we are finalizing the schedule, uh, well, previous to the show and uh, probably a little bit afterwards. But you may want to uh, go out and find a copy of uh, In the Loop with uh, Peter Capaldi as we, uh, we may go ahead and jump right back into our uh, next and final Beyond the Doctor uh, the previous week. Previous week, the following week. Because we'll be reviewing it before we've watched it if we do it the other way. And that yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> no, we don't do that. <laughs> and I could only review based on what I know about it because I've held off on that one because I, I watched the thick of it, but I haven't mm. watched In the Loop, which I, it's my understanding that you don't have to have watched the thick of it. Well, good, because I haven't watched yeah. any of the, any of the thick <laughs> of it. But. I might add to the appreciation of it, but it's its its own story. So so that, as they say, is that. Then right. surprises coming up later, which we'll, yes. we'll find out. We when we get closer to those, we'll let you in on those as well. All right. Well, is there anything else we need to tackle? Obviously, if you want to continue to support this show, uh, you can uh, support us on Patreon. There is a link on the right-hand side of our page, travelingthevortex.com. Click there. It'll take you to our Patreon page where you can support us. And, again, if you are already supporting us, we appreciate it. And if you go to TravelingTheVortex.com and you want to support us in other ways, there are also uh, click-through links on the right-hand side of the page for different stores and products, and uh, you can a portion of those proceeds go to us as well. All right, is that going to do it? Go get your tickets for Time Eddie. Use that discount code VORTEX. Vortex. Go get your uh, discount on your Lethbridge-Stewart stuff. Uh, use that discount code 
Epic LS30. There you go. Good job, Keith. <laughs> From memory. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.